Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, second hour is here, Thursday edition. Chad will declare in just a moment. Prima Nocta. <laughs> that plus the weekend. Whenever here. I hear declaring anything, I'm always, declare. I get very Prima excited. Nocta. I'm like, we're gonna, uh, if we're going to Braveheart times? <laughs> One big thing on every NFL game coming up uh, in 20 minutes. Uh, did I just overhear you, you have a thespian in the uh, I in do. The house? Yes. Uh, shout out to my daughter, Evie, who at her school uh, auditioned with, I want to say like 80 or 90 kids in elementary. I think it's third through sixth or third through fifth grade to make the drama club. And she was one of the 40, 45 kids who made it. Nice. And is going to be undertaking a production of 101 Dalmatians. She's very hopeful to get the part of Cruella DeVille. But as one of the younger kids, that would be awesome. I'm warning her that she's maybe not going to get that. Uh, but I will hand it to my oldest daughter. She is very dramatic. So this could be right in her wheelhouse uh, to be a, a possible future thespian. She's excited about it. I can't imagine Hutton, as when I think back to my childhood, yeah. wanting to even do this. Like wanting to audition for something and wanting to have to memorize lines and go on stage in front of a bunch of adults five to ten times for different performances and remember those lines every time and hitting your mark and walking to the right place and learning an accent and doing all these different things. So... Uh, it, uh, my kids at times uh, just overwhelm me with the fact that they are willing to do things I would never want to do, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah. I mean, with I mean, all the talk about the next generation, you know, being this and that. Yeah. There's also times where I'm like, man, my kid blows me away because she plays sports and does all these things. And yes, she's just in third grade, but the desire to want to learn and do these things and get legitimately excited about making the drama club to be able to go in front of people and put the stress on yourself of learning lines and doing this. And she wants to do that. My hat's off. To yeah, you. Uh, absolutely. What, so if, if not Cruella, um, what's the second choice? I don't know. Davey asked if they're going to perform with real dogs in the 101 Dalmatians. I said, I don't think that they have no. Dalmatians they're going to bring out. They're probably like some of the little kids who make if, it. If they do, you're taking one Or maybe going to play the dogs. I, I don't really know how it's going to go. Um, Hutton, when I watch the performance, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be a surprise to everyone else in the audience. I don't think I'm going to have a big hand in like running lines with her. I might, I'm sure I'm going to be asked to do that at some point, Next but year I, it'll be Black I'm Swan. not going to be sitting there like, you know, the, the theater parents is mouthing the lines <laughs> with the child. When she performs, I'm going to be just as surprised as everybody else when she has a speaking part. Oh, that was her spot. I, I hope that was when she was supposed to speak. And I hope that was what she was supposed to You'll say. You'll be racing I'm not, from the ball field. To I'm not going to know. Yeah, I'll be going from travel ball <laughs> practice. I uh, We've got uh, Ryan Albanese here in studio with us, who's a, a new father. And we're talking about the tribulations of being a new parent. I can't imagine. And, uh, I, you know, it's every phase is definitely different. But <laughs> I prefer the child can uh, go to the bathroom by themselves and be potty trained phase <laughs> of, of life. And also when child is in school 
for the majority of the day. I prefer that phase of life. But the curveball that gets thrown at you that you don't really expect once you get out of the first three to six months is there's going to come a time where there's so many activities that you just sit and pray for a night where you can just go home and do nothing. Because I'll be rushing <laughs> straight from this show to be the assistant coach of a basketball game. Now, luckily, my basketball, the head coach, this head coach the, the woman who coaches the team is incredible okay. and does a great job. And it's a third through fifth grade kind of intramural team at the school. So the stakes aren't overly high. But my job is to basically run through warm-ups a little bit and then just sit on the bench and talk to the girls to get them to pay attention, the ones that are sitting on the bench before they go in so they know who's guarding whom on the court, and then also to just keep my mouth shut when the head coach addresses the team. I just stand back it's from your the job huddle to, yeah, if, if and the, don't say a word. You're getting on the officials. You, you grab the jacket for the head coach. I'm not even like the top assistant, even though I'm the only assistant. I'm like the, yeah, the GA. Dry race board. I'm the college kid that has the towel or that's just standing back like holding up, you know, the guy who holds up the water and just to see if anyone's going to take it. And, and the, that's that's what I'm the doing. The drunk father and Hoosiers, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> with the just rolled up paper. Give me three years, and I'll become Dennis Hopper. From, <laughs> I'm, from I'm exaggerating there, but right. I mean, just you should just roll up the paper. I am blind. What's going on? Go to full, co- just full character there. My daughter's gonna walk off the court like the, the kid in Hoosiers, <laughs> the son, and just come on, you know, stop. Don't worry about that. We got to finish out this game. Um, um, incredible, but yes, what well done to to my little one, Chad. Uh, Caleb Williams, prediction here. He's going to go pro. He's going to declare for the NFL draft. Um, and the reason for that is 40 to $50 million guaranteed that is slotted now through the collective bargaining agreement for first-round picks and number one overall picks, which he could potentially be for the Chicago Bears. Uh, they could do something uh, with uh, one of the other teams that could lose on the way out, New England. Uh, plenty of teams that will uh, be worthy of sucking so bad of the number one or number two overall pick. And it, I mean, Chicago's holding two number one picks this year, thanks to the Carolina Panthers. Um, this idea that he's, and, and he mentioned this and teased this prior to the start of the season where the discussion was, oh, he doesn't want to play for Arizona. Because I was one of them. I thought Arizona was going to be the worst team. And maybe they end up being the worst team in the NFL. I think we saw that team uh, here in Nashville last week with the Carolina Panthers. Point being, though, Chad, you're not turning down that guaranteed money to stick around in college football at USC or whatever he's going to try to tease and have some announcement with, which the deadline, I believe, is January 15th. It's a no-brainer, and the idea that he's actually contemplating this based on the fact that he goes from Oklahoma straight to USC to painting the fingernails in a seven win team after he wins the Heisman trophy he's headed pro and there will be teams that covet his skill set I just don't covet the drama that comes with it yeah I don't understand the delay at this point uh for what we know is going to be the inevitable I think he wants to know the team because that's going to be the next saga is okay which team do I not want to play for and he's going to through his he and his father and his agent they're going to negotiate where he wants to be and That's going to be the next story. Just again, another giant red flag on top of all the other ones. Well, on top of the other ones, to, yes. I mean, like even if I'm the team that Caleb Williams, this kid who's never taken a snap to NFL, deems worthy, that if I'm one of the teams, like I will, his dad lets me know, you know, we will play for you, sir, in your team. I'm thinking, dude. Well, it's the NFL. Like I, I don't. 
You know, there, there are a lot of good organizations and a lot of gotta, bad, a lot of bad owners. I wouldn't want to play for Bidwell. Uh, at this point, I wouldn't want to play for Tepper. I mean, there, there are ownerships, uh, groups and, and just full stake owners that are just awful in decision making. And they will just change a head coach two years in. Um, as far as like decision making power and all that, the rookie quarterback's not getting that. But I mean, it worked okay for Eli Manning. And I think what you said as part of this whole thought process, it's adding on to the other red flags that we've seen through the, again, the, the drama. They, that would be coming with it. And I, I also think, I think he wants to be in a certain market. That's also, I think, part of the motive here. I'm not convinced that he is some sort of transformational talent. That but he needs to be in a like big that, market. Like, there are to, many to that do say this. that. You know, I, he's been mentioned like that since comparing last year's quarterback class and the one prior to him. Um, he's not talked about the way we discussed, like Trevor Lawrence. But I mean, I mean I'd rather pretty, have Bryce pretty, Young. I, I thought Bryce Young was, was a better college quarterback. Pretty universal than prior to the start of the season that this guy was the guy. Yeah, and uh, he's very talented. I, and I think, look, I'm not I, saying it's a no-brainer. I like Bryce Young in college better than I like Caleb Williams in college yeah, coming out. And that, that was last year's number one pick. Yes. Now, to your point, Hutton, he went to one of those teams that has an owner you may not want to play for you think sucks. And I think most of the league now thinks that David Tepper sucks at right. his job of owning the Carolina Panthers. So that could be something that hurts him. Oh, you see, or, and that's why, going back to our conversation with Armando, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's as cut and dry as – these personnel departments are so good now oh, that I, they get everything right and there's not anyone that's ever missed in terms of quarterback talent. I mean, Brock Purdy's a good example. He's a seventh-round pick. There are tons of teams that passed on him. There could be Brock Purdy's on a roster somewhere that aren't getting the right opportunity. We'll ask Ryan Leaf about this because Ryan Leaf, and people snicker at this because he was such a big bust and he's honest about it and quick to admit it, but he says, hey, if I'd have gone to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I could have been a 15-year starter. Stability. Stability is what I need in my life. That could have turned me around. Yeah. They could have put me in my place, and I would have been in a better situation. Maybe extreme, but I buy the idea that there are quarterbacks who have gone to the wrong place the wrong time, or they got in a depth chart situation they couldn't get out of, and they missed their prime window to be a starter. Or other things like that happen. I'm also not going to sit here and say I think Josh Dobbs is a star in the NFL. But I do think if Josh Dobbs had been given an opportunity to start for a bad team even earlier in his career, maybe he's a starter for five years in the league. Heck, maybe he still is going to be a starter for a bad team for three or four years at this point in his career. I don't think he's a good one. I think he's a bottom half starter. But I think Josh Dobbs is a heck of a lot better than some other guys starting in the NFL that we see, or even a lot of guys that are backup quarterbacks for really good quarterbacks across the league. So, Hutton, it's less about the no-brainer superstar getting missed. That's not going to happen. If you're that undeniably good, if you're one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, they're not going to miss you. But I think there's a lot of guys that I watch on Sundays and I think, you can't do better than that. And I honestly ask that question. There's got to be someone out there that either could have been developed or that's on the street somewhere or on a practice squad somewhere that has more talent and ability that you can get more out of than just throwing your hands up and saying, man, colleges are really bad at developing quarterbacks, and that's why our quarterback sucks. 
I, I don't buy that as a cop-out. I think the NFL could do a better job also. Maybe this is uh, Caleb Williams saying he wants to, he's saying like it's a game time decision or all that. Maybe he, he's allowed to announce it whenever he wants to. He doesn't have to tell the Times, the LA Times, when he's, uh, if he's going pro or not as of that quote. But I mean, to actually think that he's not going to uh, take the, if you're, if you're in the NIL game, you take the money, right? That's the assumption. You take this. Because you're getting $30 million plus guaranteed based on where he's going to be drafted, and it's going to be extremely high. Uh, Drake May the same way, Chad. Your favorite QB. Or maybe it's uh, Michael Penix Jr. I don't know about him for NFL purposes. I think NFL prospect-wise, I, I like Drake May I think this, the best. This new ver- – I mean, how often do we see a snap from under center now? We I, don't. I also am coming around on Jaden Daniels. Yes. Being legitimately a – Top five, top he, ten pick. Davies, he's still the favorite for the Heisman right now, Jaden Daniels. He was to start the it's week. Bo Nix or Daniels? Uh, Bo is Bo's the on favorite, most sides, yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. It's like uh, if he loses, there's a good chance enough people could be like, I think Jaden Daniels gets it. If Yeah, it, if it's you just lose weird, the game. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Or it could be Penix Jr., right? He could come up. Because you have that spotlight there too. I think it's really uh, – it's. Uh, and I say this not trying – it's going to sound like I'm taking a big swipe at LSU here. LSU finished 9-3, and three, I think, right, is what – Three their, losses, yeah. Yeah, their, their right. final record. Um, I think it's really cool that a team that loses three games gets to just completely put the full-court press on for their guy to be the Heisman. I actually like that because it does get away from what I think this award became, which was best player on the best team. Too often won it, and they didn't really look at everyone – uh, LSU, their social media, everyone associated with LSU has gone all in on one thing. They're not worried about New Year's Six Bowl possibilities or where their bowl destination will be. It is all about getting Daniels the Heisman Trophy. And I think that's pretty cool for a team that, let's face it, under-delivered based on preseason expectations. Yes. Starting with the first week of the season. I mean, it's not a bad season, but it's certainly not a good season when you're preseason, what, fifth, yeah. sixth nationally? I, I would have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure. Recruited defense. In the modern era, Lamar Jackson's Louisville team went eight and four, and that's the worst record for a player that's won it in, I would say, at least 30 or 40 years. Um, Johnny Football's A&M team lost two or three. I know the year yeah, that. Um, three, I believe. I think the year that Tim Tebow won, they lost three maybe. Now, this is way back in, what, 2007? I think you won it, but I think that Florida team lost to at least two, maybe three games. So, I mean, it, it's happened before, but I, I, part of me kind of likes it, that a team that didn't reach all their goals can still have a player universally heralded as a guy deserving of a Heisman Trophy based on his individual performance. If Milrow did not get benched, I'd love to know where Vegas would value him based on the recent performances for Bama. Well, he more than anyone else had that moment in that right. final game in the Iron Bowl with that yeah. just drop in a bucket throw for the touchdown. Yep. Chad, coming up, we'll discuss uh, more of NIL and Matt Rule with the, the money that he says it would cost to get a quarterback, a, a legit quarterback in the portal. Uh, I and It's in the millions, and it has been. Yeah. But... I just tying in the LSU, the social media push. I think that also helps the visibility of that. And knowing that he was also a transfer from Arizona state 
and does it with an investment in a new and big time, big money head coach. And you're going to have the resources available to have the push, which is going to help you in NIL beyond just whatever you're going to get up front from the collectives. I think LSU is doing it right from that perspective. I, I agree. It's the closest um, thing to like what prime type Dion's yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how everything turns I'm out. I'm saying with, visibility uh, is what I mean. Just if you just scroll social and if you're following college football, like the millions. The, some, some news coming down literally every minute okay. in this transfer portal era. Graham Mertz at Florida is coming back to be Florida's quarterback next year. He has announced that. Uh, coaching news. I was surprised from, by his performance this year there. As yeah. consistent as he was. Yeah, he was good. From Bruce Feldman, Kansas offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki is going to be the next offensive coordinator at Penn State. So there is a coordinator hire. That's a not Bobby Petrino related. Uh, yes. And then uh, Kirk Signetti is the new coach at Indiana. So I got to retweet this, but Kirk Signetti looks just like Tom Green. He does. There's a side-by-side of the two. And it is Madison. amazing to see the uh, two next to each other. Groomers didn't last that long. That's unfortunate. Yeah, we got to get Dan back on to ask about that. What happened? What Solid happened games with, across the NFL what happened for Week 13? That job? We'll discuss next. Discussing NIL and quarterback staying, going, decisions to be made. Uh, a lot of those have been made at Texas. The Longhorns will chat with Anwar Richardson of Orange Bloods coming up in about 40 minutes from right now. Looking forward to that. Can't wait. And uh, Steve Sarkeesian is instructing his local media (laughs) to make sure that they're putting out the good word for Texas to be in the college football playoff. That is their job to push the narrative that they should be in. I'm surprised he needed to say that, quite frankly. I'm surprised any Power 5 coach in that position would need the local media in college football to do that. I think it just kind of naturally happens regardless. But we'll discuss what that says about both media and college football and Steve Sarkeesian. Chad, week 13 has arrived. There are plenty of bye weeks uh, scheduled here. It was week 7, and it was week 13. So it's not a full slate of games across the NFL, but it does kick off tonight on Thursday Night Football. And, of course, we've got a full slate of facts for you and things to watch for. It's time for one big thing on every NFL game. Six teams. Six teams on their bye. Ravens, Bills, Vikings. Raiders, Bears, Giants. The number here is five. That's the number of games on the Week 13 schedule that's featuring rematches of Super Bowls or the AFL and AFL Championship games. So the league's pushing that, not necessarily the teams involved. Unders. Here's the record for the under hitting. 106, 73, and 1. Nearly 60% of the time this season, the under is hitting on the total score. Take the under. Continue. By the time we get to the Super Bowl in Vegas, take the under because they have not adjusted to this yet. Do the opposite of what Davey Hudson would do in an Iowa game and hammer the under because Davey loves to go over yep. when it involves the Iowa Hawkeyes. We are telling you he did it one to time hammer <laughs> the under. Uh, Cowboys are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Thursday night football this evening. Cowboys tied for second best uh, in their record in the NFC. And they're headed for their third straight playoff appearance. But here's the catch to all of that. Their victories are against opponents 
that currently have losing records. The only one uh, having more than four victories on the teams that they've won against, the LA Rams, who are five and six. What does that mean? Well, they get a chance to take on a team in Seattle that's figures their playoff bound based on where they are and the talent that they have coming off the loss. Seattle needs a big road game tonight, but not easy playing in Dallas. They lead the NFL with six defensive touchdowns. Seattle tied for second with three. Prescott and company will have our predictions coming up. Broncos and Texans. Crazy to say this, but there's two teams trying to make a surprising push for the postseason. Denver is bidding uh, for just a, a very small handful of teams that have opened the season 0-3 and then actually made it to the postseason. Having seven teams now get in from the AFC will help them, but it's few and far between when you start slow and they were crushed for it. Now they have a chance to get in and they're playing well and they're coached well right now. What a big game in the AFC that I was not expecting to be a big game. Uh, early this year, no. but it has become one. Yeah, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos, uh, hot five-game winning streak. And, again, playoff contention with the uh, fifth-best passer rating at quarterback. Didn't expect that whenever we saw this team in September and October. Patriots and Chargers, Chad. Two and eight, New England. Four and six, Los Angeles. The Patriots have as many victories this season as Tommy DeVito has had in eight days, two. <laughs> there you go. That's the stat. That is the biggest thing of all the one big Tommy things on every NFL game. DeVito. If you take one stat away from Hutton's award-winning segment, there you go. Please store that in your brain. Lock it up. Never forget about it. What would you guess is the completion percentage when Justin Herbert throws the football to Keenan Allen this season? Seventy-five percent. Right on the dot. 75%. Well done. See you guys. 97 catches on the season. 75% of the time he's coming down with the football. Chad with the walk off there. Chargers, yeah. 12 players on defense uh, to begin the game last season. 12 players, too many men on the field for the first play. Uh, maybe we see a, a chance at the home upset here uh, against the, the Chargers. Maybe the Patriots shock the world. Has the coach ever been fired in game? Because if that happened again, Maybe. I'd love to see Staley just fired after the opening kickoff. And he still demands Owner to call comes plays. down from the box, and oh, he's I just like, get plays. out. And I will be calling plays Brings fired. over an assistant or brings one of the guys from the boot, from the coach's box yeah. down with him. It's like, hey, you're the head coach now. <laughs> Have at it. Go ahead. And Staley, GTFO, I never want to see you again. I'll talk with your agent and work out the details. But get out of here after that. I'd love to see that. Sneaky good game this week. Lions. Hit the road to New Orleans. New Orleans, they need a big win. Uh, this would certainly provide that. You've got the Lions, Jared Goff. They face a challenging stretch coming up here. Four road games in five weeks. And they're facing some playoff contenders. They've got New Orleans, Minnesota, Dallas. And then they take on Chicago uh, December the 10th. Goff, he started the season red hot. And now he's going through a stretch with multiple interceptions and multiple fumbles over multiple games. Uh, chance to get it right, but watch for Chris Olave. He's in concussion protocol, but has been on the field this week in trying to clear all that for Sunday's matchup. Falcons and Jets, a big game here for Arthur Smith. 
and and his team. Why? Because he admitted last week's win over New Orleans was needed in the worst way. And Aaron Rodgers is returning to practice this week. He turns 40 years old on Saturday and turns 40 years old 13 weeks after he suffered that Achilles injury and then underwent the uh, the speed bridge repair. Not expecting them to play, but the Jets play well when Aaron Rodgers is around. Atlanta, by the way, they lead the NFC South somehow. The Jets, they've scored the fewest points in the AFC. Cardinals on the road against the Steelers. This is one of your uh, Super Bowl rematch organizational uh, stats from the league. Steelers are 6-4. and four, Cardinals at 2-9. and nine. The Steelers' next four games. Arizona, New England, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Those teams are combined 15-30. and 30. And here's Mike Tomlin with a terrible offense just winning. They're going to be in the postseason if they just continue to do what they do, which is just be steady. There's too many teams that are just very up and down. Cardinals, Chad, one of two teams to be listed uh, as underdogs in all of their games so far this season. The Panthers, of course, uh, the other one. Titans and Colts, Chad, your thoughts on Tennessee hosting Indianapolis with Gus Bradley's Colts defense. They have a takeaway in 16 straight games. That's the longest streak active in the NFL. My thoughts, pass. Pass on this game altogether. This is a uh, seller of the AFC South game and uh, doesn't ultimately matter. When Gardner Minshew's opponent scores more than 20 points, he's 1-16. in 16. Can Will Levis do that in this Titans offense? If he pass, if you pass. How many did they score against that, that great, formidable Carolina Panthers, D? Yeah. This past week, 17? Yeah. The final score, 17 to 10? Or 4-0 at home. I think 17 points would be uh, quite the accomplishment for this Titans team on Sunday if they're able to reach that number. Titans haven't scored 30 or more in 30 games. Ooh. A team that can, the Miami Dolphins, they're on the road in Washington. Miami at 8-3, Washington at 4-8. The, the knock on Tua and the Dolphins is they have not beaten a team with a winning record. And they were soundly defeated by the Bills and the Eagles. They've got the Chiefs. And then, you know, they've got some teams that they should win against. Washington plays well. They don't play well enough. This has got to be a Dolphins victory to stay in that number one overall seed contention in the AFC. Uh, challenging final three games. They're hosting the Cowboys, then they've got the Ravens, then they have the rematch with the Buffalo Bills. Late afternoon for you, Chad. The Bucks hosting the Panthers. Pivotal game for the playoffs in Tampa. The Bucks, they've lost six of their last seven games since starting the season three and one. And they're still somehow in contention for the NFC South. Crazy. That's how bad that group is. And you got the interim head coach, Chris Tabor, who uh isn't very experienced with coaching on good teams in the NFL. He's a special teams coach who's now the interim. He's coached the Bears, the Browns, and the Panthers. Pivotal was not a word I was thinking about to for describe the, for Tampa. this game. Uh, but I guess at 4-7 and seven and you still have a chance, and, then maybe it is for Tampa. And sometimes you get a little boost from the interim coach. Well, it's it's a – let's it's, just call it – it's a ahead. must win. Must win. Yeah, for Tampa. Must it's win. Not just, it's not only pivotal, you're dead if you lose at home to this Carolina Panthers team with an interim coach. Got to win it if you want to win that division. Chad, you're asking for quarterback battles uh, and, and good quarterback backups. We could see Joe Flacco against Tim Boyle this week. Oh, man. This is the matchup we've all been waiting for. UConn versus Delaware. That's right. 
This is what we want. The Northeast is clamoring for these two dudes to go head-to-head. For the Browns, Stefanski, 7-1 and one in games played after they faced the Steelers or the Ravens. There you go. Uh, and they've got the backup in, uh, in in Cleveland, although he's in concussion protocol with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That's why it could be Joe Flacco. Eagles and 49ers, this is the matchup for you Sunday afternoon. Uh, NFC's top two teams in conference winning percentage. And that is a key tiebreaker in playoff seeding. Philadelphia 6-0 in NFC games. San Francisco is 6-1. And teams, by the way, that have lost their championship game the previous season in the playoffs have rebounded the following year to go to the Super Bowl and win it five of the last 11 Super Bowls. 49ers lost in the NFC Championship game a year ago. Crazy it, stat about Philly. They're 5-0 and when they trail at halftime this year. It feels like every week Philly's at home. And I know that's just because some of their yeah, primetime matchups have all been at home, like last week against the Bills. But I feel like every time I look up, they're hosting a big game. And that's the case again this Sunday. Hey, props. Uh, we never talk kickers. Props to Jake Elliott. Uh, 59-yarder, last-second field goal in the rain. Good. It, not, not even an issue. He's never missed a game time or a go-ahead field goal in the final two minutes of regulation or overtime. Jake Elliott, eight for eight in his career. I'll, I'll say also one area where I think football has become um, even more of a tough guy type game over the years, yeah. which is usually not the case. We always go look ahead. back and say, man, this is when men were men back in the day, this would happen. Teams in the elements are much better now about throwing the ball and yes. catching the ball. That years ago, you wouldn't even dare try to run your entire offense and playbook in certain conditions. And I watched the game on Sunday between Eagles and Bills. These guys are letting it rip. Although the Patriots I, win game, Bill The win game my, was one that was extreme. Yeah, that, that well, the was Bills threw the football. They tried. Uh, did not do it well. But snow, no, <laughs> snow, ice, rain, guys are out there letting it rip. So hey. kudos to them in a sport where it's gotten – uh, not as tough over the years with some of the penalties yeah. and the, uh, a lack of ability to hit guys. Black. That's one where Black I feel football. like they're they're tougher. They play it normal. We may see some elements uh, in Green Bay. Chiefs at Packers Sunday night football. I checked the forecast earlier this week. Calling for snow early in the day on Sunday. Let's hope the front is late to arrive in Green Bay. Patrick Mahomes is playing at Lambeau for the first time in his career. Uh, he was injured the first time in his career and sat on the sideline. He's pumped about playing at Lambeau. And now he takes on Jordan Love, who, well, he's got five touchdown passes and no interceptions over the last two games. Go figure, both wins for Green Bay. And Monday Night Football. Forecast that game, by the way, Yeah, in Lambeau, 35 degrees. And I was going to have to see how cold rain. it was going to be. Is it still calling for rain at Th- night? 35 degrees, uh, 30% chance of rain. Okay. We need that temperature to drop a little bit. It went up, not down. That's unfortunate. Uh, Bengals on the road against Jacksonville for Monday Night Football. The Jags have won each of their last four primetime games, including the postseason last year. The Bengals are 1-25 in road games or neutral night games over the last 25 years. Nuts. 1-25. Cincinnati has won only four games without Joe Burrow in the lineup. He's missed 24 career games already. They are 4-20 when Burrow's not there. It's unfortunate for Cincy. Very fortunate for Jacksonville. 
as they got a huge win last week on the road in Houston. Sole control of the AFC South, and they could be the number one overall seed in the AFC. If you're going to do that, you got to win games like this. That's one big thing on every NFL game. Great job, Hutton. I do not look for that record without Burrow to improve for Cincinnati anytime soon, based on what I've seen from their offense without him. Yeah, um, again, you're right. You would think that the backup quarterbacks would be a bit better than what they are. And it also goes to show, I think they, I think it's even more of a point of emphasis that the offensive lines suck because the really good quarterbacks can really help bad offensive lines. And when a good guy goes down and the backup comes in, all of a sudden, O-line's not nearly as good as what they were. Production way down. Funny how that happens. Yeah. Unless you're Tommy DeVito. It doesn't matter. Wheeling and dealing. As long as you got your Tommy mom's. Tommy DeVito. You're eating your mom's meatloaf, yeah. sleeping in your own bed at home. You can sling it. Building for the future. Would we build off of bad options with Tommy DeVito, for instance? We'll discuss some NFL big questions next. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad, how many times do you think Mac Jones has been benched this season? Three? Four. That's close. And now he's Not as watching... good as my 75% uh, percent guess, but Oh, that was uh, perfect. Now he's watching Bailey Zappi take snap after snap in Patriots practice. And you've got uh, Malik Cunningham, who during training camp was working at wide receiver, now taking the backup snaps to Zappi. So it's going to be Zappi for New England and Mac Jones, who's, I guess, fourth time's the charm, not going to uh, do anything but take on the, the Zach Wilson role as we head into December. Tough, tough go for the Patriots offense this year. Yeah, and it's not going to get much better uh, moving forward. I, when do we get some def- definitive... Um, reaction to what's going on with Belichick and his future. I, I don't know. How do you think they, By the way, how do you think uh, it goes down? Davey let me know that uh, 1921 was the only time that an NFL head coach was fired mid game. And that was a player coach. He was fired in the game. Frank Coughlin. Frank was he Coughlin. fired or cut? He was both. He was fired. fired. They let cut. him keep playing though. He yeah. played for the Rock Island Independence. Rock Island wow. Independence. And then they just assigned the coaching duties to another player. So he was stripped of his coaching duties. So mid-game. he's like uh, Kirk Ferentz's son. Yeah. Fired, but you can I, continue to I coach. don't think Robert Kraft is going to be the guy. The What was the Rock Island Independence? Is that the team, Davey? Yes. I don't think it's going to be like the Rock Island Independence with Kraft. And I don't think anything's going to happen until the end of the year. So I think it's just going to be a lot of uh, Ben Volan, Greg Bedard type speculation. Yeah. Until the end of the year. I, I don't know that we're going to get any real news I, I, until after their season's over. The Vrabel rumors are going to continue to con- continue to mount. That's not going away because no one's really saying anything about it publicly on either side. It's just going through the Boston media now. I also think that um, Mike Vrabel probably wants those rumors to continue. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because that's only helping his standing uh, as his team is not going to win and, a lot this year. And didn't win a lot in last year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's natural that you want your name to continue to be bandied about as the home run get for a great organization in the New England Patriots. So, I think it serves him well to have that info out there also. You don't want the GOAT as your head coach. I mean, 
you can pick your poison here on who you go after. Uh, and well, there are good options at head coaching uh, right now. Some options at coordinator. Uh, some really bad options is what Davey Hudson's about to toss our way. That is the case, guys. And as we build for the future, there were a couple of quarterback rooms I could have put in this uh, okay. equation that, but they're just so bad. I know you would automatically pick them. For example, I, I look at Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they got Taylor Heineke. They've got Desmond Ritter and Logan Woodside. You can't really do anything with that at all. But your options for you get three options. You get okay. New England's quarterback room, the Chicago Bears quarterback room, and the Washington Commanders quarterback room. Now, for this New England, we've talked about Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, and Malik Cunningham is technically in that room right now, even though he's more of a receiver. And I tried to give you guys a guy that was either a high draft picker. The team might be able to build around him a little bit. For the Chicago Bears, you've got Justin Fields, Tyson Bagent, and good old Nate Peterman. Oh, yeah. And for the Commanders, you have Sam Howell. It's Dalton, right? That's there? Uh, Andy Dalton? No. I actually... We did oh, Brissett. The, sorry. Um, Jacoby Brissett? Jacoby Brissett, yes. And I've lost the other one. I will find that for you momentarily, but I doubt it will sway your opinion. Uh, Chad, it comes down to the Bears, the commanders here. Um, the the quarterback room in New England is uh, first off, they started it was, it was a it was a room of one player to begin the season on the official fifty three man roster. When they cut down, it was just Mac Jones. Uh, that tells you they got to clear waivers. No one picked them up. They're eliminated from this conversation. Who's the third in Washington? Jake Fromm. Okay, can't believe I forgot that. Jake from State Farm. Chad, I'm going, uh, believe it or not, with Chicago here. I'm taking the talent of Justin Fields with a new coach. And I, I'm eliminating Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I'm also, Bajent is the Division II Heisman winner. Uh, I, I'm taking that with the right approach. And the fact that you have two first-round picks, let's go. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm still a believer in what Fields can do, um, given the skill set. He is not... He is not what we're seeing with Mac Jones. What we're seeing with Mac Jones is awful. Fields has had a, an awful approach as well, but it's been with the talent acquisition. It hasn't been with the fact that he's being coached by a special teamer or a defensive coordinator calling plays. Yeah, the chat's going nuts. With people saying Jake Fromm is still in the league. Had, had no Nathan idea. I Peter forgot as well, and I'm the one asking the question. So, yeah, Mac Jones is still in the league, Jack. Uh, somehow, some way. Uh, look, your quarterback room is only as good as your starting quarterback. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, we could sit here and nitpick three versus three. That's not how the game of football is played. And the talent of one through three versus the other one through three. Yeah. The ultimate decision maker for me is who do I believe could actually be a franchise quarterback? There is only one on this list. It's Justin Fields. I, I am taking the Bears room because he is the only guy I even remotely believe possesses the talent to lead a franchise at quarterback. So give me give me the Bears room, even though I, I obviously am not crazy about the other two quarterbacks, simply for Justin Fields. I mean, Chad, real quick, when we were talking about Mac Jones after his first season, people were saying he was the best quarterback of that class. Yeah, but you know Do what's you, happened since then? I know it's gone downhill, <laughs> but, but the fact is they've never given him a good option to work with as far as like the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator in New England. I mean, could that be a guy that has a resurgence if no. he gets in a better system? No. I, I, a couple things. One, he's dirty. 
Uh, he plays dirty. He's not that respected on his own team. Um, uh, Justin Fields, I think, is respected by the Bears, and I think he's a good team. I, I don't, I don't buy anything with Mac Jones right now. I don't think his ability. He never had the talent of Justin Fields. I think that he worked some angles and did some things in his rookie year that looked okay. Um, I am out completely on Mac Jones ever being anything in the league. Give me Justin Fields every day. Uh, by uh, just uh, crazy to think about this, uh, the leading passer right now, passing yards in the NFL is Sam Howell. That's because they're playing from behind so much too. <laughs> but it's still him. Like uh, number two, C.J. Stroud. I never would. I, I would have said Stroud. Yeah, to me, it's one. in order. It would go Fields, Howell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brissett. Of the quarterbacks? Yeah, I'm yeah. going Fields, Howell, Brissett, Zappy, Jones. Wow. I'm out on Mac Jones. Get You're him not going to go here. with Bajan? Get him out of here. USFL has an open. Go there. <laughs> what else you got, Davey? Guys, for our second conversation piece, I was watching old school. Okay. And I was watching the scene, you know, where they're having to compete yes. to try to do the certain yeah. categories to um, – make sure the fraternity is able to to remain a chapter. Uh, and, and so, you know, I'm watching Vince Vaughn hold himself up on the uh, – I don't even know what example – or what gymnastics – It's the Iron Cross, I is think, that, is that on what the rings. Is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The cigarette. The rings, yes. And, and Bernard so I, Campbell, I think. It, it, Beanie is his still name. Still holding it. Still holding. Still holding. Still holding. Yep. And so I was thinking, you know, let's imagine this was the Olympics and you guys had to perform in front of the entire world. And of these three options, which one would you select to compete okay. in? And you're going up against Olympic athletes at these positions as well. So you're obviously going to stick out like a sore thumb. But your options are gymnastics, diving, and weightlifting. Uh, thank God you didn't put wrestling on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, I, in the unitard? I, I, I'm going with weightlifting, but mm. do I have to do the weight that the competitors are doing or can I do my own <laughs> max on it? Because if it's just like I'm going to go do something, then I could put lower weight on and just finish dead last and I'm technically competing. But if, if you're asking me to match, that would kill me. I, I would have the weight you know, on the bench press fall on my neck and kill me. I would throw everything out trying to do a, a power clean of the weight they're trying to do. It just w wouldn't work. So I'm going weightlifting if I'm allowed to put my own weight on. Okay. That's, that's what I'm going. The other one, just ridiculous. I mean, there's no chance that I do anything but look a fool trying to dive with, you know, Olympic <laughs> divers or try to participate in gymnastics. What was the... Uh, Rhythmic uh, gymnastics, I think, was the... Yeah, for, was the, for Will Ferrell. The twirling. I'm thinking... Uh, Davey of the South Park episode, Strong Woman. What was Ooh, it? Yes. I'm thinking about Chad competing against Strong Woman for some reason. I don't know. I think it would be hilarious. I'd lose that one, too. I've seen some of those ladies, and I'm yeah. losing that one. This is even post-East Germany. I'd still uh, lose. Heather Swanson, I believe, is the character's name. Uh, strong Woman who's Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, <laughs> get in there and break their necks. Uh, I'm going to be awful at all these, and that, Davey, it's a great group here. Uh, I'm going diving because you're going to see the best – cannonball you've ever seen and the best speedo on Hutton yeah. that you've ever seen is there yeah. anything more pointless than the lifeguard at the olympics that's yeah, true well i think the lifeguard is there if they hit uh, you have a luganus situation yeah if someone point. hits their head on the, the board that, yeah, that's I'm why going diving because i, I mean I'm, I'm it's gonna be awful but i'm just gonna do a cannonball and I, i'm gonna go viral uh meanwhile 
I, I'm certainly not going to be in the weightlifting competition, and gymnastics is just out. Um, uh, and in weightlifting, don't they also wear a singlet? Kind of like <laughs> You would be doing wrestling? the same thing for wrestling, yeah. See, I, I wouldn't want to wear a Speedo, so I, I would opt out of the, the, the diving for that also. But, like, the swimmers get to wear, like, the full body type things, like the shorts. You know, the, the male swimmers wear shorts. They're tight shorts, Speedo shorts. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that, yeah. But I wouldn't want to wear a singlet either, and I'm, I, 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 they're all – it's a great pick your poison because these are all bad options for me. I just imagine uh, gymnastics with uh, the pommel horse. Very unfortunate. Yeah. What, what did uh, Quincy have to do from old school? I'm trying to think. I, I had to actually pause the movie. Who was to, Quincy in old school? He was the heavy set guy. They're just like, there's no way he's oh, able to the do vault, this. right? He had to yeah, do he the, did vault the vault. The vault, okay. Yeah. I Somersault or something. Good for you for knowing the fat guy in old school's character's name. I just remember because like... Uh, if it's, it's like, not Blue or one of the main characters, Frank Ricard. Um, Mitch. Hey, honey, it's, Mitch, it's Frank. Frank Ricard. And then Vince Vaughn's character who owns all the speaker cities. What's his I name? Know if you want to go up, uh, it's uh, he owns six speaker cities. Oh, I just said his name. I'm worth two point eight million dollars that the government knows Beanie, about. Beanie, I think he's what he's called. Beanie, yeah, Bernard Irmas. That's right. Yeah, is that what you Such do with a your good, kids, Chad? Movie. That is a movie that I'd be all for having a sequel. If you had an older school movie and you brought those three guys back with Todd Phillips and wrote something that was funny, I'm all for. Gosh, what now would be twenty years later? It's been twenty years since that movie. I think has it was it 03, really? 03 or 04. Yeah, it so has. it's about the 20 year it anniversary has. of that movie. To bring those guys back and do it 20 years later would be <laughs> hilarious. You know, it, it's one of those things. Um, not long, or, or I guess with Todd Phillips, he was he did Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, School for Scoundrels. Uh, as far as the director, yeah, and then he followed that up with the Hangover, the due dates, and wow. then you've got all these comedies, and then you have Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, the Joker's very good too. I, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that one. They got a, they're making a sequel for that. So yeah, Todd Phillips, did he have a big miss in there? I'm, I'm trying to think of what happened because there was some time off in between, but he had a run of huge hit comedies, one after the other, that were all very good. I think about him and Judd Apatow. Oh, and they kind of trading it. off like the, the from old school to with the forty actor, year old virgin knocked up, it. and then other ones with yeah. the group of actors that he had too. Yes, and home runs. He's not done anything from the film standpoint since Joker, which would have been twenty nineteen. And so, is he doing the sequel? He is, and that's going to come out next year. Isn't mm-hmm. it like uh, it's something French? Something uh, new. The name of it's Joker. Something ado, I think is the name of the. Yeah, Foley ado. I'm probably butchering that, but but yeah, no, it's uh, it's good, and I like it's really fun. I don't think we have time for this last one. I threw it together at the last minute, but I'm gonna. uh, You got to sit through a seminar. The seminar is about life insurance. Uh, You're getting pitched to join a a pyramid scheme, or it's a a seminar on rocks. Uh, I'm doing uh, the seminar on the pyramid scheme. I'm doing the same. I want to know. I'm doing the same. I want to know how to con people. Yeah, so I can then present the right. pyramid scheme. If I'm going to get conned, I want to be the conner at some point. So <laughs> I need to learn how to do that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel for that one. Yeah. yeah I, I want to be the next Bernie Madoff. Is what I'm saying. That would Thank be goodness better. We're not going to a timeshare. Better than deal. being a geologist. Yes. Coming up, discuss what's going on with the Longhorns and the Texas program playing for the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. 